Welcome to the launch of the channel of the Wisdom of Anna. Look for the link below the video and make sure to follow for future podcasts. The link below the video will direct you to your favorite podcast listening studio, including Spotify and Google Podcasts. Once you open the podcast link, scroll over either the Spotify or Google button. And if you haven't already been listening on one of these platforms, you uh, you can go and sign up for that. But you may need to adjust your volume button as well. Uh, make sure, I know that uh, when I've opened them, my uh, volume button has already been turned to mute. So make sure you check that when you open it. And also make sure to sign up for your favorite platform and look for the channel Anna. A huge thank you to Kendrick K, Jesus V, and KC Global Productions for your donations. And please note, PayPal, uh, last night I got a notification. PayPal has permanently suspended my account because of my content. So if you're inclined to donate, you may do so by either donating to the alternate account listed in the description box um, and the new PayPal account for right now. <laughs> is patriotusa471 at gmail.com or you can also go to zellpay.com that's z-e-l-l-e-p-a-y.com and you can um, send any donations um, to Purdue Anna p-e-r-d-u-e-a-n-n-a at yahoo.com on zell um, and that again that's zellpay.com and I want to thank Michael Snyder for this article. And it's titled, Afghanistan is the thread that will start to unravel Western dreams of a new world order. So let us begin. The drama playing out in Afghanistan right now has enormous implications for the entire planet because it represents a colossal defeat of, for the Western globalists. Ever since the end of World War II, Western elitists have been tirelessly working to establish liberal democracies all over the globe, and the idea was that all of the liberal democracies could be increasingly integrated into an emerging one-world system. Of course, uh, the three allies, uh, China, Russia, Iran, and their other allies, were never going to fully go along with this plan. And this is one of the reasons why they were endlessly de demonized by media outlets in the Western world. The Chinese, the Russians, and the Iranians all have their own ideas about what the future of the planet should look like, and really none of them are good. But... When it comes to world domination, the Western powers were closer to achieving that goal than anyone else. Unfortunately for the Western powers, the tide is now turning, and it appears that an era of tremendous instability is dead ahead. U.S. globalists like Kissinger, he um, helped to popularize the idea of a new world order, but in recent years, Western elitists have more commonly referred to it as the liberal world order or the liberal international order. The following is how the liberal international order is defined by their own in Wikipedia. And Wikipedia says this. 
In international relations, the liberal international order, sometimes referred to as the rules-based or the U.S.-led international order, describes a set of global rule-based structured relationships based on political liberalism, economic liberalism, and liberal internationalism since the late 1940s. More specifically, it entails international cooperation through multilateral institutions like the United Nations World Trade Organization and International Monetary Fund, and is constituted by human equality, freedom, rule of law, and human rights, open markets, security, cooperation, promotion of liberal democracy, and monetary cooperation. The order was established in the aftermath of WW2, led in large part by the United States. For a long time, the globalists were supremely confident that nobody could stop them, but over the past five years or so, they have really started to doubt themselves. For example, the following is an excerpt from a Council on Foreign Relations article entitled, What is the Liberal World Order? World leaders created a series of international organizations and agreements to promote global cooperation on issues including security, trade, health, and monetary policy. The United States has championed the system known as the liberal world order for the past 75 years. During this time, the world has enjoyed unprecedented peace and prosperity, or at least the illusion of it. But, These institutions are far from perfect, and today they are struggling to address new sources of disorder, such as climate change and a deadly thing that we're going through right now that we're all having to kind of stay inside and losing our jobs for. But what's more, democracy is on the decline around the world, and authoritarianism is on the rise, and countries like... um, China, they're deliberately chipping away at the liberal world order, creating parallel institutions of their own. And faced with these challenges, will the liberal world order survive? If a new system emerges, what will that mean for freedom, peace, and prosperity worldwide? These Globalists really do believe that they know best, and many of them are truly convinced that what they are doing was what was best for humanity. Time after time, we've witnessed the same pattern. A foreign government would be toppled, a friendly liberal democracy would be set up, and that liberal democracy would start to be integrated into the world system. That is precisely what happened in Afghanistan, but now, after nearly 20 years, the opium-selling nuts that were toppled in 2001 have overthrown the liberal democracy in, in Kabul and have reconquered that country. Not only that, In the process, they have completely and utterly humiliated the United States and other New World Order powers. The Taliban has exposed just how weak the New World Order really is, and that is going to greatly embolden other enemies of the New World Order. If a motley collection of drug dealers and goat herders can defeat the New World Order, do you think the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, or anyone else would be intimidated ever again? The airport in Kabul has essentially been transformed into a giant prison. Anyone that tries to get in or get out is being shot by the Taliban. The only way out is by air, and the desperation of those that are trapped inside the airport is off the charts. This is so much worse than the fall of Saigon. Interestingly, Biden referred to the troops being rescued in Saigon on the rooftops and swore that this would not happen in Afghanistan. Well, 
It did. We are being told that there are approximately 34,000 people trapped inside the airport, and it could take weeks to finally evacuate them all. The airport is being secured by 6,000 U.S. troops, but they failed to stop the runway being invaded despite helicopters being used to try and herd people off the tarmac. Meanwhile, there are at least 34,000 people, both citizens and Afghan allies, hoping to be rescued by the U.S. and Britain and an unknown number relying on European countries. Canada, and Australia. It is being reported that there are hundreds of journalists among those that are trapped inside the airport, and big media corporations in the United States are desperate to get them home. As Americans cower in fear inside the airport, the Taliban are going door-to-door looking for attractive women to make into sex slaves. Taliban fighters tried out a fun fair in Kabul while militants reportedly go door-to-door in the Afghan capital looking for interpreters and Western allies amid allegations that gangs are marauding the streets of other cities hunting girls as young as 12 they can make their sex slaves. The Taliban won and the New World Order lost. This is going to change everything. Of course, the Taliban never would have been victorious without help. The Taliban makes hundreds of millions of dollars a year selling opium and other drugs, but they also receive hundreds of millions of dollars a year from other sources. Both Afghan and U.S. officials have accused regional governments of funding the Taliban, having long suspected Pakistan, Iran, and Russia of offering their assistance at some point. The most individual contributions come from Pakistan and Gulf nations such as Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates, providing an estimated annual income of $500 million. It shouldn't surprise anyone that some of the countries mentioned in that quote are also considered to be some of the New World Order's biggest enemies. And I think that it says volumes that the embassies of Russia and China are now being guarded by the Taliban and have continued to operate through that, throughout this entire crisis. There will be no more empire building after this. The balance of power is shifting on a permanent basis and Western dreams of establishing a true liberal international order that encompasses the entire planet are now dead. There will be a one world government one day, but it will not be led by the Western powers. The stunning defeat in Afghanistan has turned the globalist news outlets in the United States firmly against Biden. Just a few months ago, they were endlessly singing his praises, but now they are ripping into him pretty viciously. An opinion piece in the New York Times claimed that Biden would go down in history fairly or unfairly as the president who presided over a long-brewing, humiliating final act in the American experimentation of Afghanistan. A Washington Post column said the situation is on Biden and it will leave an indelible stain on his presidency. While a piece in USA Today said this catastrophe is appearing on his watch and he will have to take his lumps. And on CNN, one contributor actually said that this represents the Saigon moment for President Biden. The New World Order does not like losers and right now Joe Biden is looking like a loser. But Even after everything that has happened, he is still standing firm behind his decision. This was never supposed to happen. Afghanistan was supposed to become a liberal democracy and integrate into the emerging world system just like the globalist planners wanted. 
But now the Taliban has proven that the globalists can be defeated, and that is likely to encourage other enemies of the New World Order to become more aggressive. Needless to say, that could create a tremendous amount of instability all over the planet, and great instability could eventually set the stage for a major squirmish on a global bat scale. And right now, Biden is being branded as incompetent and accused of being oblivious to the terrorist threats the Taliban poses to the United States. Officials at the Homeland uh, Department of Homeland Security fear that foreign terrorist organizations could be motivated by the 20th anniversary of September 1 and 1, 2001. Last week, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned the Taliban siege could provide a hotbed for al-Qaeda and ISIS terrorists. Meanwhile, China today threatened to crush any U.S. troops stationed on to, in, on, that are in to, Taiwan as it conducts live fire drills in the South China Sea after Joe Biden has abandoned Afghanistan. A since-deleted tweet by Senator John Corrin, it states that there were 30,000 American soldiers stationed in Taiwan. The article said that if Senator Cornyn's claim was true, this is equivalent to a military invasion and occupation of the Taiwan province of China. It is an act of declaring war on the People's Republic of China. It added that China would destroy and expel U.S. troops in Taiwan by any means and realize reunification by force. Backing up this fiery rhetoric, Beijing dispatched ships and jets for drills off of Taiwan on Tuesday in its latest show of strength to Washington. Although China is the dominant power in East Asia, many of its neighbors, like Taiwan and Japan, look to the United States as their closest military partner. Beijing, therefore, revels in anything which undermines Washington's credibility. Chinese state media pumped out the images of desperate Afghans flooding Kabul airport in an effort to flee on Monday as a sign of the chaos prompted by the U.S. retreat. On Tuesday, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman said Washington had left an awful mess of unrest, division, and broken families in Afghanistan. State media has peddled the idea that America's rush from Afghanistan reflects its fair-weather attitude to all allies, including in Taiwan, which seeks strength from Washington's security guarantee as it defies Beijing. But Beijing now perhaps senses any opportunity to seize the impetus in the region with the U.S. licking its wounds over its failing foreign policy decision to quit Afghanistan. Ships, anti-submarine aircraft, and jets took part in the live fire drills in an undisclosed location off of Taiwan on Tuesday. The People's Liberation Army spokesman called it a necessary activity in response to the recent situation in the Taiwan Strait. Earlier this month, the Biden administration approved a $750 million arms deal with Taiwan that included 40 M109 self-propelled howitzers and 1,700 kits to convert missiles into GPS-guided projectiles. However, Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen 
said today that the country needed to be stronger and more united in ensuring its own defense following the chaos in Kabul. The sudden departure of the U.S. troops has sparked discussion in Taiwan as to whether the U.S. can be relied upon to come to Taipei's defense. Tsai addressed those concerns directly in a Facebook post on Wednesday, saying, I want to tell everyone that Taiwan's only option is to make ourselves stronger, more united, and more resolute in our determination to protect ourselves. It's not an option for us to do nothing on our own and just rely on other people's protection. China has ramped up military, diplomatic, and economic pressure since size 2016. I can't say here, as she sees Taiwan as already independent and not part of its one China. Meanwhile, Beijing is mulling its own options in the Middle East, where it shares a land border with Afghanistan into eastern Xinjiang province, home of the Muslim-majority Uyghurs. Recently, Foreign Minister Wang Yi hosted a Taliban delegation in Beijing, and just one day after the Taliban entered Kabul, Beijing spokesperson said it was already to deepen friendly and cooperative relations with Afghanistan. While Beijing says it has no desire to direct any future political settlement in Kabul, it appears to have scented opportunity to press its Belt and Road interest as the U.S. pulls out. In the mainland province, state media has buffed up the potential of driving major economic schemes under the new regime from the INEC Copper Mine Project, Afghanistan's largest copper deposits and the world's second largest to the northern oil fields of Faryab and Serapul. Beijing-backed firms have already pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into rights to mine and build. Meanwhile, Afghanistan's generous lithium deposits, the country has been dubbed the Saudi Arabia of lithium. They are manufacturers of electric vehicles which run on the mining of the the mineral, and these people are licking their lips. And the new surging superpower is guess who? Guess who? They are the world's largest electric vehicle maker, and Beijing would be their capital. It seems CYNA Joe has handed Afghanistan into the palm of Z's hands. My, 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 what a distraction of sorts. Is this proof he was in Z's pockets all along? You be the judge. But he had a bit of help. Americans for Innovation Blogspot had this to say several years ago. We learned D.F. Stein owns controlling interest in AVID, the system that operates the U.S. Democracy Management MSM Teleprompter Control System. And in case you don't know, you have to fill in the blank for who D. F. Stein is. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out who I'm talking about. Her 20-year spy staffer evidently used sensitive Senate intelligence to brainwash the American public via avid ISIS leader plus. 
D.F. Stein is the woman who directed the foreign interference in the U.S., you know what, and handsomely lines her pockets in the process. She is the second most wealthy member of the U.S. Senate. As far back as 2018, left-leaning Politico called out the corruption. They disclosed that F. Stein had certain spies working for her while she oversaw the powerful Senate Judiciary and Intelligence Committees. Clearly, being a U.S. Senator can be a personal cash gal for someone like F. Stein, who is willing to trade on her insider information. Evidently, F. Stein cashes in by using her influence to make markets go up and down strictly based on the Senate proceedings she influences along with her Beijing counterparts. F. Stein and her husband, venture capitalist, are initial... B-L-U-M, hold more than 10% of the stock in Avid Technologies Incorporated. Such a large holding in a public company gives them effective control of the company since no move would be made by the board of directors without consulting with such a large shareholder. One of the 377 Investec One subsidiaries is ISIS Management Company Limited. ISIS financed a project at Avid Corporation, maker of TV and radio production equipment, called the Avid ISIS Client Guide and the Avid Leader Plus November Night Headache Relief. This system enables powerful people and the senior executive service to push out a common propaganda narrative to control perception management on a certain November night. Perception management is another term for brainwashing. It enables the user to trigger unthinking minions with emotional memes and programmed response triggers. Avid Leader Plus and Avid Isis together give F. Stein the ability to push censored news and false stories to all subscribed newsrooms at the same time. The Avid Isis Leader Plus product specializes in pushing certain November night stories, right to a newsreader's teleprompter, and supporting video content. They don't even have to think. All they have to do is just read whatever F. Stein and her very powerful and unmentionable British counterpart won't. On November the 1st, 2016, Team Hillary took a $1.5 billion donation from someone named Eric, last name beginning with S-C-H-M and ending in D-T, to implement the workings of the U.S. digital service to be run out of the White House. The software being used by these corruptors is Columbus-based innovator Leader Technologies' invention of social networking that was stolen by their patent attorney, James P. Chandler III, also a Epstein advisor. And this was given to the IBM Eclipse Foundation that was formed November 29, 2001. And this was given to this IBM Eclipse Foundation for distribution to Silicon Valley companies weaponized and used for mass surveillance and private money-making for the infamous U.S. rogue agency that begins with a C outside the oversight of Congress. The Logan Act. This act bars any U.S. citizen from interacting with a foreign government to influence policy, 
But many experts believe this law is overly broad and there have been no successful prosecutions in its near 220 years. If it is illegal to donate to money to interfere in the U.S. democracy, which it is, then having investments in companies that build software to interfere in our democracy system is worse. It is treason. Epstein has a long history of senior executive service affiliation. In fact, in 1979, as mayor of San Francisco, she was one of the first big city mayors to invite the SES to take over management of city services. Epstein is privy to our nation's most top secrets in her memberships on the Senate Judiciary and Intelligence Committees. She and her husband are... BLUM, have clearly been trading on that information to make her the second richest senator in Congress at $94 million. Epstein's collaboration with two extremely high privy counselors in global MSM brainwashing technology appears to push her over the line into criminality and treason. What we are witnessing today, domestically and internationally, and even the hostile takeover of the Afghanistan government with notions of a U.S. enemy military power usurping that of the United States, has the fingerprints of Epstein and her husband all over it. The United States of America has been infiltrated at the highest levels with hostile foreign operatives. Perhaps this explains why nearly every major corporation, city, municipality, and national leader has been steering the masses into subservience. We are being groomed for the new empire. The empire of miry clay and iron. But do not fret. We know the ending. God wins. <laughs> 